everybody, it's Tony Robbins. Hey guys, I'm Audrina Patrick. Hey, this is Adam Carolla. You're on the Hollywood Raw podcast. You're watching Hollywood Raw. You're listening to and watching Hollywood Raw. This is the Hollywood Raw podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glynn. The podcast humanizing Hollywood. From celebrities to media moguls, even paparazzi and bodyguards have come to break news, break their silence, or just have a great conversation on Hollywood Raw. If they're on Hollywood Raw, there's a reason. From page six to TMZ, Daily Mail, and People Magazine, everyone is talking about the Hollywood Raw podcast with Dax Holt and Adam Glenn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw podcast. I'm Dax Holt, joined by my buddy Adam Glenn, who is fresh back from Arizona. He was there for the Super Bowl, hanging out. I wouldn't at all say the parties. fresh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not exactly fresh, but nevertheless back. Um, and I'm you know, back. he was he was texting me all these random celebs he was hanging out with, but we haven't really had an opportunity to talk to debrief about uh, Super Bowl weekend. So I'm going to take today's uh, episode, and we're just going to talk celebs, see who you ran into, go through some of your interviews. Um, is that cool with you? That's cool. That's cool. I am. Uh, I'm just getting like slowly getting my voice back. My voice was gone. My energy was gone. I mean. It, Super Bowl. I've been doing covering the Super Bowl a few times. This is what my fourth, fourth Super Bowl I covered. It's a lot of fun. It's just a lot of hustling and running around. But it's always like it's it's worth it. It's worth at the end of the week because it's just it's a fun time. It's a really cool experience. So I am going to tell you. You know, Dax wanted to talk to me on the podcast. I'm going to tell you as much in details about my experience. Some of it might be a little bit too in depth that maybe you guys can't really relate, but. I figure it's just kind of interesting um, because I don't know. It's I'm not I'm my own outlet. Actually, so here's the thing, Dex. I got funded. Basically, I am helping out a guy by the name of Nick Ritchie who started the Dirty. He started a news site called Facts, and he, you know, had me come out with him and basically just get a bunch of celebrity interviews to place on their site, and it was cool. Except that. We didn't get into any of the parties we applied for. Like, you know, like it's really screwed up because like if you're Daily Mail, if you're CNN, you could get into any party you want to cover. This is a brand new site. So when we applied for everything, we pretty much got back nothing. So we couldn't get credentialed for anything, which is really sad because I've done so much work for these brands and outlets in the past. But mm-hmm. there's some there's some dirtiness to the to the end of it, um, to this whole story. But uh yeah, I'm telling you, man, it was a great, great week. I had so many interviews that I can't even, I probably ran it, I just interviews alone, I probably had over, I don't know, like close to, over 50 interviews easily. Jeez. I can't even seriously. upload all of them. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, well, we're going to get into that. Let me read a couple of reviews real fast just to uh, give our thank yous to the people who took that time. All right, this one comes from JPHVX8, five stars. Oh, Jen from Missouri. Did we read this one? I already read this one. Sorry, Jen from Missouri. (laughs) Skipping yours because we already read it. All right, this one comes from HCKY, Town Girl, my guilty pleasure. Dax and Adam have a unique perspective on the whole Hollywood thing. I listen to your pod while I'm working and almost always, they always blow me away with another perspective to the celebrity stories in mainstream news or entertainment. Really a great show. Keep up the good work, guys. Awesome, awesome. All right, last one. This one is 
iMister, Jim and Courtney titled. Love the Jim and Courtney episode, and they are so correct with not engaging in the negativity that M spews. That would give her the attention she wants. You never have to defend yourself. Also, really enjoyed the Friday wrap-it-up. Peace and love, gentlemen. Gene from Omaha. All right. Thank you, Gene. Thank you, thank you. Yep, uh, I feel like that uh, Jim and Courtney and Megan uh, saga continues, and I am very much happy with stepping out of the narrative. <laughs> I see them like they're just nonstop going at each other. So, um, but I'm glad everyone um, either enjoyed the interview or it got them fired up. Whatever the case was, um, thank you for listening to it. So, all right, Adam, let's get into it. Tell me, so you got there? What was it on? Tuesday, right? You got to Arizona yeah, Tuesday. I got, to, I got to Arizona Tuesday, and I met up with Nick. and And Nick again, Nick is a very well connected guy. So let's start with that. Nick is a guy who's been in the entertainment industry for a, for a long time now, longer than I have. And he's a journalist, and he's just very well connected. So he picked me up from the airport, and we went for just to kind of move around. And the first thing we did is we went to the Barstool Bar. Um, I wanted to get some of the bar, so. For me, this is what I do to monetize things. I kind of make money on YouTube and social media. That's how I kind of make my money. Dave Portnoy from Barstool, he's the founder of Barstool. He does very well for me on YouTube. And he's also a good guy. Um, He's been a very good guy to me over the years. And he's just, it does very well for me. Um, Probably one of my biggest videos. And I just wanted to get Dave out of the way. So I stopped by Dave Portnoy's bar, the Barstool bar. And I got this interview with Dave. And it was super cool, super chill. Um, so that was really cool. After that, we went to a dinner and Nick, we go to this place called, I think it was called Toca Madera and it's like the hottest restaurant in well, Scottsdale. Did, did Dave say anything that was worth, did Dave say anything that was like groundbreaking or just like, just being a nice guy? So Dave was cool. Like, so actually it's funny. I, I got there before Dave and Dave was supposed to be there at five and he got there at five o'clock. I was like, and I, I saw him. I was like, Dave, can I get you on the way out? He goes, Yeah, absolutely. I'll be done at. I think what when he was doing a live podcast. He was like, It's gonna wrap at seven. I'll be out of here by seven fifteen. So I actually left. I came back at like ten after seven. Saw, you know, Portnoy. He came out and gave me some comments, and he just basically shitted all over Roger Goodell. He's got this beef with the NFL. Um, the NFL has banned the barstool from um, participating in Media Row. And Media Row is where all the media outlets do all their uh, shows for the, about the Super Bowl. And mm-hmm. everyone's there. Everyone from Sirius XM Radio to Fox Sports, ESPN, and Barstool Sports, which is a major media outlet, they were not allowed to be part of Media Row. And Dave just has a really bad beef with Roger Goodell. So he, in this interview, what I did, basically goes all in on Roger Goodell and how much of a what he says is a crook. Okay. After that, we um, t- we went to a nice dinner. So Tokamadera, all right. Tokamadera is like the nicest restaurant in Scottsdale. We go there, and there's players everywhere: Christian McCaffrey, uh, Travis Kelsey, to um, a bunch of celebrities at this restaurant. And they gave us the owners' table because Nick knew one of the owners. So we have like there's all these celebrities there, dude, and we have the best table in the restaurant, like the middle part where like the light kind of like goes on us and everyone sees who we are it's a big table but it was just me and nick so um just the two of you you. (laughs) just the two of us 
So everyone, like, I could just see everyone's eyes, like, who are these people? So here's and a question, because you've interviewed all these people over the years. Does anyone see you and recognize you and are like, what the hell is that dude doing, like, at the owner's table? No, because at this point of the week, it was pretty much just players in town. And I don't know many of the players. I know some of the former players, like Victor Cruz mm-hmm. and, like, those random type of guys. But I don't know any, like, the current ones, because I just really don't go after those guys. But... You know, it's funny just to see those people like, who are those guys? And it's just the two of us eating quesadillas in this place, you know? <laughs> so now it gets, so we had like a really chill, nice kind of day on Tuesday because I got the Dave Portnoy interview out of the way. Wednesday is when it starts to get a little bit weird, okay? So. Yeah. I like Nick, weird. Bring yeah. on some weird. So again, remember I told you we just didn't get credentialed for any event? Yeah. There's so many events all day and night when it comes to Super Bowl week. I mean, it's literally, it's it's hard to, you have to pick and choose your battles because you can't do it all. But there was another camera guy coming out to help us out, my buddy Foley, Justin Foley, who's been on the podcast as well. So we pick up Justin Foley from the airport on Wednesday during the day, and we knew that Josh Richards was doing an event uh, nearby the airport. And he was doing like this panel, like it was, it was basically called like, it was like, Connecting brands to uh, people events, some stupid business event, okay? Josh Richards, social media star, was at the event. We wanted to get Josh Richards. So we pick up Foley from the airport and we go to the event. Now, everyone at this event is wearing suits. We walk in looking like we're like the Orange County choppers, West Coast choppers. You know, we're, <laughs> we look like a biker gang just pulled up, okay? So we kind of stand out. And you did, we didn't even know, like, you had to get passes to go to this event, which does make sense. Like, the, you know, you have to get tickets to go to this event, but no one is trying to sneak into this event because there's, it's so stupid. It's a stupid, terrible event. It was at a hotel that was equivalent to, like, a Holiday Inn. So we just walked into the event because nobody even checked to see if we were credentialed. We just walked in, right? We sit there and we watch Josh Richards on this panel for 15 minutes. He gets up from the panel, and I... Start to, I walk over to Josh. I'm like, hey, Josh, can I get an interview with you? And he's like, yeah, man. He's a super nice guy. Absolutely. Foley starts to interview Brandon Marshall, former NFL player who's also at the event. Now, Brandon Marshall was a complete dick to Foley. And Foley tries to talk to Brandon Marshall. And the guy's like just shooing him away. Like, I don't want to talk to you. And Foley kind of puts his tail between his legs and walks away. I'm interviewing Josh Richards. In the middle of this interview, the because, you know, again, we stand out. The guys who run the event throw us out of the event they're like you gotta go no. you gotta go in the middle of an interview like they in make, the middle of an interview do they make such a scene like everyone's like who would number one who would sneak into this event number two what is going on because this guy was being over the top like sorry you can't be here you gotta go you gotta go everyone the whole event's looking at us and we just i mean i made up i was like hey man we were invited here and they're like, nope, no, you ain't. You were inv-. and everyone's confused because I'm like, I'm I'm trying to play it off because we weren't invited. I'm just acting like we just like trying to make it dumb everyone down. And I'm like, we got invited here. Like, oh yeah, where's your ticket? I'm like, I don't know. We just got invited. They're like, tickets are thirty five hundred dollars. So then he's making a scene. So then I start making a scene in front of like seventy five people. I'm like, tickets for this were thirty five hundred dollars. You guys all spent thirty five hundred dollars to ticket to see this panel. This is such a waste of money. This is so. This is the stupidest event. I figure. Such an idiot. Well, I figure if this guy's making like making like a trying to you know throw us out and like draw so much attention, I'm gonna make some attention too and kind of control the narrative a little bit at least in my head. 
So we get thrown out of the event. We're like laughing as we get thrown out because like, oh, this is so stupid. So, but fully- like, jo- so you didn't even get to finish your interview with Josh. It just like no. ended. Josh was like, we just kind of, I just kind of cut. I cut the video, so it just kind of cut. But it's so funny because Josh is so like confused. I'm trying to act like I'm confused, but I do know that I did sneak into the event. And then <laughs> this is with, within fully landing within 30 minutes. He's already getting thrown out of his first Super Bowl event. And we just make like a scene walking out. We're like, fuck this. You know, this is like, you know, screw these guys, you know. So we're laughing as we get thrown out. Actually, as we get thrown out, Foley gets scolded by the former NFL player, Brandon Marshall. We don't have it on video, but Brandon Marshall's like, you, you know, just kind of yelling at him saying, uh, you shouldn't be doing it like this. And we're just like laughing as we get thrown out because it's so stupid. We don't care. They're, they're trying to call security on us. We're like, it's so funny. I mean, we weren't like throwing fists by any means, but we're just like, it was embarrassing, but it was pretty funny. You know, <laughs> that night, <laughs> that night, what we did, thought of is we are going to, um, we're going to basically drive around to all the hot restaurants and just what I'll do is I'll pop in the restaurant. I'll take basically take a lap through the restaurant, see if there's a celebrity or anybody good in there. If there is, we'll just then park and just wait outside for them to come out. I mean, that's sort of what I do. I know it's kind of creepy. I know it's shitty, but this is what I have to do to pay for my bills, you know? And we went to Tokamadera first, and the place mm-hmm. was happening, dude. I mean, there's all these, like, Instagram-type girls walking around. Again, former NFL players like... Uh, Juju Smith was there. Travis Kelsey was there again. And that's a big shot. Travis Kelsey's in the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's huge. You know? Huge. Um, I think Patrick Mahomes might have been there. Uh, Trevor Lawrence was there. Christian McCaffrey again was there. I mean, dude, there's so many players there. You felt like you're in an NFL locker room. There's players everywhere, wherever you look. Again, we wound up like getting a table and we started hanging. So, actually, sorry, I take that back. We So, Foley's outside. We Foley comes out with his camera. We didn't want to bring the camera inside. So we made Foley stand outside, but what me and Nick did is we sat inside, we stood inside, and basically we were letting Foley know who's coming out and when to shoot. Mm. The problem is it was freezing outside, so Foley's like freezing outside, and we're like texting him like, okay, uh, Trevor Lawrence is walking out, okay, Christian McCaffrey's walking out, so he could get ready and be in position to get these guys. Um, We got like a few people, nothing great, but the biggest star of the night of all these players, Travis Kelsey and all these people that people went crazy for, you know who was the biggest star of the night that everyone was looking at and everyone wanted photos with? The Allstate oh. Farm commercial guy. No. <laughs> people went, dude, this guy had two bodyguards. People went crazy what? for this commercial guy. I'm telling you, no one cared about Christian McCaffrey. No one cared about Trevor Lawrence. Everyone went nuts for the Allstate Farms commercial guy. That is so random and hilarious at the same time. Yeah, yeah, so weird. So we did. Didn't you get, get a any- photo with him? No, I I actually said I shook his hand. Actually, <laughs> I shook his hand when he's walking by. I was like, hey man, big fan. He's like, oh thanks. He was a nice guy, but people went crazy for him. It was insane. Okay, That's- now wet Thursday comes. Okay, are you with me so far? I'm I'm with you. Keep it going. Now let me tell you this: Arizona is wild this week because not only is the Super Bowl in town. But the Phoenix Open Waste uh, Waste Management Open, it's a huge golf tournament, is also in town. And it draws in over more than 100,000 people a day. And it's on this beautiful golf course. And the, the thing that makes this golf event so special is that everyone gets wasted at this golf event. You know, and everyone goes crazy. They scream. They have this one hole. I think it's the 16th hole that everyone starts cheering as they play golf and they're throwing cups onto the green. 
people get wasted. It's a party. Now, we this, thought this is we probably were, one of the like most famous golf events uh, in the country. Like it's, this one dude, is like the golf event. I feel like everyone talks about. I thought there was on my flight there. There was more people on their way to Arizona for the golf tournament than the Super Bowl. Like I was, I was talking to people there. They were telling me this is the biggest event in Phoenix or in Arizona all year. People look forward to this all year. It's just a, it's just a party. It's five days of partying pretty much on the golf course. No one, people cheer at the golf, but besides that, there's like boxes everywhere and people are they're blasting music, like dancing music. It's crazy. Now, we. We thought we were credentialed for this event, okay? And we Again, wa- another event you didn't get credentialed for? <laughs> well, this pretty much. We thought we were credentialed. So we show up at the desk. We, Me and Foley walk up, and everyone's wearing, like, polos. We walk up like two stoner delivery guys, okay? Like, bat- hats on, just like we didn't know what was going on. We show up to this golf tournament, okay? We show up to the desk to get our credentials, and the first thing, like, yeah, your name's not in. We're like, we're media. And they're like, oh, you need to go to the media credentials. So we had to go to this other entrance to get our media credentials. And there was a cop at the front. <laughs> this is it's kind of fucked up. But there was a cop at the, uh, like, near the wall where you had to go in to get your media credentials. And the guy's like, hey, do you have your media credentials? And I was like, no, we, we didn't get credentials there. We're here to pick up our media things, media passes. Guy's like, um... Uh, okay, um, just go up there and just tell them you're media and you're going to pick their credentials at the desk. He just like feels us out and thinks us we're media. We're like, okay, we don't even have cameras with us. We just walk up because we just want to see what it is. So we walk up and we're in the locker room of the golf players. Somehow we ended up in the in the locker room with the golf players. And we're like, I don't think we're supposed to be here. And then finally, after asking a few people, no one asked us anything. We show up at the media desk. We found the media desk. We're like, hey, my name's Adam Glenn. I'm here to pick up my media credentials. You guys say, okay. He checks the list, and he's like, yeah, you're not supposed to be here. And then he starts to realize, like, yeah, you shouldn't even be back here. You know, like, it's a, it gets a weird energy. Like, how did you get back here? You're not supposed to be here. You need to leave here immediately. Not only that, I'm going to get someone to escort you back to, like, outside the gates. You know what I'm this what I'm makes me feel so uncomfortable. Like I, when I'm in a place that I'm like not supposed to be, I, I feel immediately uncomfortable. I feel like you thrive in this in this oh, zone. I do. This is where I love. So Foley, the funniest part is as we're walking up, Foley was walking so confident because he's like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna pick our media credentials. We're on the list." I just knew in the back of my head we weren't we weren't gonna be on the list. I knew it wasn't going to work out. So. <laughs> We start standing there. We're like hanging out, like just kind of like waiting. Like the guy's like calling security, like waiting for someone to escort us. So we start to start to stand there, we're waiting for security because we're like, okay, we're just waiting, hang out. And then finally, I like I pull Foley by the shirt. I'm like, dude, follow me. And I kind of dip off from the table, and no one said anything. And then next, you know, we walk into the gates, and boom, we're in the golf tournament. And then I said, Foley, run. We just start running. Run. <laughs> We start running, dude. We start running. So it's like we're in, you know, there's 100,000 people and we're in the fucking golf tournament just like that. This is a like a sold out golf event. We're in. Holy shit, we're in. I'm like, oh my God. Like, can you imagine two grown men running at a golf event? <laughs> so we're just running and, and finally we get to like a space like, okay, good. How did good. you, how did you fuck up the press pass for this so bad? This wasn't me. Someone told us that we're credentialed, but the way they told us, it was. It seemed so easy. They didn't even have an email for us. I'm like, yeah, something about this doesn't seem right, you know? Um, <laughs> but we got in, and that's what matters. So we're at the golf event. We're hanging out, just kind of walking around, checking out. We're in the sun. It's nice. 
after a while, we kind of went to this lounge where there's like a party and like people have bottles. So we, we, in that one, you could just walk in. But then all of a sudden, Nick met us at the golf event and he like had someone reach out and give us these wristbands. Like basically, what happens is everyone gets a wristband and if you get the wristband, you could go into different boxes. Mm, and everyone okay. basically walks in with the wristband. Then one person takes all their friends' wristbands, walks out and puts that wristband on everyone else and then brings in more people. A hundred percent. So you know how it is. Like that's the game yep. of it. We end up in this box and it's a party, dude. I mean, free alcohol, free booze, free food, like tacos, pizza, sandwiches, whatever you want, like unlimited. People smoking weed, tons of girls. People are fucked up. Um, it was actually too much for me. I was like, ah, I can't this is too much for me. And and then who I wound up running into there, this is like the first like kind of celebrity who I hung out with for a little bit. Was Jason Tartik. Um, he okay. is Caitlin Bristow's fiance. He was also on The Bachelor. Yeah. He's got a super nice guy. And actually, I felt like he was walking, and I don't think anybody even recognized him. I was like, Jason. And he actually recognized me. And then he's like, Yo. And I was like, he, he, You know, he knew my stuff. Super nice guy. We talked for a while. We talked about his, uh, Caitlin's podcast recently with Chris Harrison. Mm-hmm. And I think from what I, it sounded like to me, there's still like, I, I think the trade off was. <laughs> They both had to address. So Chris Harrison recently had Caitlin Bristow on the podcast, but I think the deal was Chris had to go on Caitlin's podcast, and Caitlin had to go on Chris's podcast. And now, and he kind of crazy broke down to me like the trade they had. I don't know if there's any. I don't think there's beef with them. I think there's a little bit of awkwardness between the two, but at least like they're civil. Yeah. Did you ask him about his run-in with her? Uh, with what was it, Sean? I did on the not. airplane. I did not. Oh, Adam. Dude, I didn't even think about that. I, again, I remember, Dax, I was in the sun. I had a few drinks in me. But <laughs> I do think, here's the thing is, I I think we're going to get him on the podcast. Sick. So we will ask him all that stuff. So I think we talked for a while. Super nice guy. Super cool. Um, we went. We wound up hanging out this uh, this party until, like, we wound up hanging out there all day. Had a lot of drinks. Went back to our place and we chilled. Went out that night. Now, Thursday night, a Super Bowl party is it's like the shitty party start to begin. And first we met up with the Nelk Boys. You know the Full Send crew? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, sorry. So I met up with the Full Send, not all of them, but some of the guys. Now, they weren't the shitty party. Hung out with them for a sec. But then went to this other party where there's these, um, it was called like the ho- the Ballers and Hoes and Ballers party or something like that. Classy, okay. Classy, right? And it's all like Thursday night starts parties, but it's all like old players. It's like no one, such random people. Like actually the person throwing the party that we went to was uh, uh, Hefner's ex-wife. Crystal? Crystal Hefner was like the one throwing the party. Somehow we ended up at that party. It's funny. These people show up to the party for like 30 minutes. And then just peace out? And then peace out. And it's not the, a great party then. No, it's not. And the only person who I saw at the party that was worthwhile was Josh Altman. Okay. So Josh Altman was wasted. My brother, how are you, dude? Listen, real estate in LA right now, is it good or bad to buy? What do you think right now? Yeah, it's a great fucking time to buy. But what about selling? Yeah, it's like, Sell if you gotta sell. Otherwise, don't sell. What's been your biggest house that you sold? The biggest, uh, you know, the one that you're most proud of. Last year, I cracked the record for the most expensive houses sold in the 
history of Brentwood. Uh, number one and number two, 65 and 45 in the same week. How do you make sure weird people don't go to open houses? <laughs> no, you know what I'm no. actually, that's the whole fun of open houses. People don't realize that. Is there characters? You see yeah, some fucking weird people. It's great. And do you think those medicine cabinets and shit like that? Listen, if you got, that's where you gotta go, then. <laughs> One last thing. Who's the of all the million dollar listening people on all, all Bravo? Yeah. Where, where do they all match up? Like, who's like, who do you think is the top three of all the realtors? I don't know, because when you're at the top, you just don't look down. Love you, buddy. Good to see you. <laughs> when you're at the top, you don't look down. Damn, I was like, yeah. can we turn down the music? It's hard to hear him for a podcast. <laughs> Dude, every, I know, I know. But that problem is, that's all of... There's music everywhere. Everywhere, the whole city was so loud. I mean, it was insane. It was so loud, the whole city. So, it was um, it was definitely interesting. He was the only good celebrity that night. I, I mean, it's not even saying he was big, but again, it's all like... I saw... You see football players everywhere. And if you get one football player, you got them all. They're all... They're all blockheads. Not all of them, but most of so, them. You know? like, okay, so that was Thursday night, and then Friday. Friday, I mean, we're, we're getting close to closer to the game. Do, do more people start coming into town? You're starting to see yeah. more celebs closer to Sunday? So here's the deal, dude. I did not get into a lot of the parties, and it was weird. I was emailing, like, contacts I had, like, hey, can I cover this party? No one's getting back to me, including Shaq's party. Um, Shaq's the the publicist. What of you didn't Shaq's, even get into Shaq's? So the publicist of Shaq's company also runs Sports Illustrated, and I emailed them and I said, "Hey, I would love to kind of cover the event," and they weren't getting back to me. Then finally, I had a friend reach out on my behalf and say, "Hey, this guy wants to cover," and they said they just responded like basically blocking me from the Shaq event and just said responded just about the Sports Illustrated event. And the publicist says, "Hey, we don't have any room on the red carpet." For the Sports Illustrated party, but you could come to the party. And I'm like, sort of messed up. If there's and they say if there's any room on the red carpet, last minute we'll let you on. Okay. Which is so stupid because I know there's room on the red carpet. You know, it's I I know how these things work. So I felt like they were um they were doing it on purpose to block me out of the party. So I couldn't even get into Shaq's party. And I, you know, we're gonna get. Did to you not just put in a call to the big man himself and say, hey? Let me in, brother. I didn't want to text him. I didn't want to message Shaq because I didn't want to bother him, to be honest with you. I didn't want to be that guy and just bother him and just, he gets so many phone calls and I didn't want, especially on a day like that, I just didn't want to be a part of it. And then there was also another party on, so we're we're still on Friday, but there's another party over the weekend that we're going to get into that I didn't get into, but I had to call a friend who called the main publicist and said, put him on the list. And then they put me on the list to cover the red carpet. Anyway, I love, I love how everyone's th- like, I couldn't get into that party. I couldn't get into that party. <laughs> I couldn't get into any party. But then what happens is the publicist <laughs> deny me the party, but then I go to their boss. And then their boss is like, dude, put them on the list. So it's just yeah. fun to do that, but it also sucks I have to do that. Does that make sense? 100%. All right. So who did you get so on Friday? Friday Friday's wild, dude. So Friday, there was this big... Uh, Michael Rubin, who's like the star of Super Bowl weekend, he's this multi-billionaire who owns the brand Fanatics, which owns all the licensing to all the sports. He throws wait, wait, a huge didn't Super you get, Bowl party. Wait, wait, before we get to the the night party, didn't you get Peyton that day? Yes. Well, here's the thing: is I was gonna say during the day he throws this luncheon, a private luncheon, and he doesn't. They don't promote the luncheon. They don't advertise the luncheon. Oh, it's very, that's, very that's secret. A, that's and very, very the hidden. Same, that's the same party. I didn't realize that was the same. There's I didn't two different parties. That those were. There's yeah, a yeah but I didn't realize a party. They, they did a luncheon plus the evening thing. Okay, yeah, I'm with so you they now. Do a, 
So they, they do a luncheon on Friday and a party on Saturday. But the luncheon is it's not advertised. No one knows about it. And um, what the publicist does, and I know, it's a little shady. It's a little sneaky. And this is how the industry works, guys, is they <laughs> – I found out where the – I have some contacts, and I found out where the luncheon is. I was like, boom, nice. But what the PR company does is they let the, the celebrities go into the party, you know, and everyone mm-hmm. go into the party, the luncheon. And then what they do is they call TMZ and say, hey, can you cover the exits? Like, oh, look, TMZ found out where it is. And I just knew where the party was. And I knew TMZ was going to be on the way out because I just know what they do. So I stumble upon the party and I was going for exits because I don't want to be a dick and be there for arrivals. And I go there for exits. And then 20 minutes later, I see the publicist walking TMZ because TMZ was also in um, L.A. They're walking Arizona. in the Arizona. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I knew TMZ was in Arizona trying to do their thing. And I get it. They're walking in the, you know, publicists walking in the TMZ guy to cover the exits, but I'm already there. And I could just see they're both their chins dropped, like, oh, fuck, he's here. And, you know, again, I, I don't go after people who I don't really know. I have a lot of relationships with these people. So the first person who comes out the door, fortunately for me, was Peyton Manning. And I just got Peyton Manning recently in Miami. I was in Miami for a month. So Peyton comes out. He sees me. Let's show the video. Peyton, so listen, Super Bowl commercials are going on right now. Do you have a favorite? Did you, I mean, you did some stuff. But what's your advice to people that are doing Super Bowl commercials? I mean, you better be on it. You better know your lines. Don't stutter. Are you don't, a one-take don't, Peyton? Don't improv. <laughs> one-take Peyton, absolutely. Uh, I'm not worthy of doing it more than once because I'm not an actor. Like, this is how I'm going to say it. Like, I'm going to say y'all, I'm probably going to stutter, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say you know, this is the best I can do, so let's just take take what we got here. What do you get Tom Brady's a gift for, you know, obviously everything? Do you have to get him anything? Do you call him right away? Obviously people expect that out of you, but it's like weird. It's like... Well, look, you know, I talked to Tom uh, the other day in person, I've had several text conversations, text threads with him. I wrote him a handwritten letter last year when he retired because it deserves more than a text saying congrats on this incredible career sure. so I wrote him a letter now I did, I did text him this year say hey I'm not sending you another letter like you know you get one letter yeah uh, but uh, I look forward to seeing him in person kind of tell him congratulations um, <laughs> I love that even the stars are like yeah uh, sorry Tom I've already congratulated you so don't expect it again dude he's like Is I love that- how I love how he sees you and just gets excited like that that to me is dope I like that you have that relationship I- with these celebs I have a lot, I, dude. It's so funny to me. It's crazy. And Peyton Manning, I mean, I've got to meet him a bunch of times, but he's a legend, right? You consider Peyton a legend, Hell right? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, one of the best quarterbacks of all time. You know, easily in the top five, uh, in my opinion. But he's just—it's cool to have that. And then there's a bunch of other celebrities there. I saw Gail King, and I got to talk to Gail a little bit. But I talked to her more on camera on the next day. But it's cool to like see them, like Gail, in another state. Yeah. Like I see her in New York all the time, but when you see her in Arizona, it's like. It's fun. It's cool to see him. Like it almost feels like we're on vacation together in some way. Um, <laughs> I got on. You know who I also got to out who? there at the event? Governor Gavin Newsom. Oh, how did that go? <laughs> you didn't care about that one. Uh, <laughs> as a politician, no, ever since Gavin called- decided to put us all on lockdown out here and then go to fucking white laundry or whatever the name of that place is, like unmasked by himself in the middle, I was like, all right. All right, sir. You lost my respect with that one. But there's like politicians there. There's like Demar Hamlin, Meek Mill, Travis Scott. I got like, I mean, there's so many celebrities. So I got a bunch of interviews there. Peyton was like my favorite 
Um, and even the security guys who are like on the, they see me and they like have it out for me because yeah. they don't know who I am. They know what they're like. Oh, this guy's gonna be in trouble. And then they, when they see that the celebrities know me and they see that I'm being chill and calm, I'm not chasing after them. It's um, it's fun to kind of see them like like oh, this guy's they know him. It's cool. I mean, Ari Emanuel's there to like the guy who owns Verizon is there, the CEO of Verizon. It's all billionaires. So speaking of billionaires. I got great interviews that day. That was a lot of fun. After that, a friend of mine was mm-hmm. driving. So it goes into early night, and now it's when the good parties start to happen. A friend of mine okay. was driving um, the owner, the creator, the CEO, the founder of Raising Canes. Have you ever had Raising Canes? Do you have that? Yeah, there? it's great. I love it. It's really yeah, we good. Don't, so it's starting to come out here, but it's not officially here yet. But I hear everyone buzzing about it. But I follow this guy on social media, and this guy is always connecting with celebrities and social media stars. Like, he's very on top of it. And I knew a driver who was out in Arizona. I said, I saw that he was driving this guy. I said, hey, can you connect me? He goes, absolutely. He wants to meet you after I told him about you. And he hits me up right after the event, and it goes into the early night, and it says, hey, we're at Nobu. Meet us here. I'm like, okay, Nobu. Fucking Nobu, right? You ever eat at Nobu? You've eaten at yeah, Nobu, Yeah, dude. Right? The one in Malibu is delicious well i guess they're all delicious but that one's cool because you're sitting there eating amazing food and you are literally on the water like the, yeah you are on the beach sand is right below you and then it's just ocean and it's and yeah of course you see tons of slubs there because it's the malibu nobu so everyone goes yeah i've been to that nobu twice and that's the only nobu i've actually been to was the nobu malibu but it's nobu and i get there and outside the nobu was about I'm not even joking, about 500 people, kids, celebrities, because Travis Scott apparently is inside. Mm. So all the fans want to see Travis Scott, but there was like a little bit of a side entrance and like an alleyway in the back. And the driver meets me, goes, hey, come on in. And then he brings me to the back of the restaurant. And I had to go past security. And all of a sudden, like Travis Scott's security sees me and they're like, yo, he can't be back here. And the driver's like, no, he's cool. Like, and he's like, no, he's a camera guy. I'm like, dude. And I said to the security guy, I was like, trust, trust me, dude. I don't want to shoot your guy. I don't care about your guy. I'm not here for your person. And then after he kind of sees on my face, like, I don't care about Travis Scott because, again, I don't care about him because he won't talk to me. He starts to realize, okay, like, he's cool. But there's the Raising Cane's owner had two massive bodyguards, and the bodyguards recognized me because they used to work for Post Malone. And they're like, yo, what's up, dude? I'm like, yo, what's up? And these guys are sitting in the back, and they're eating lobster and tons of sushi rolls. I'm like, what is going on? They're like, yeah, we're working for the Raising Cane's guy. He takes care of us. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, we get to order wherever we want when we go out to eat. So they were at a separate table in the back, and they're like, yeah, you want some food? I was like, yeah, sure. All right, we'll order a bunch of stuff for you. Dude, they were ordering for me crab legs, like huge, like mammoth king crab legs, sushi rolls, drinking Shirley Temples. Like, who orders a Shirley Temple? <laughs> You know what I mean? That, that story was going so well until you threw a Shirley Temple. Yeah, with a little uh, a trash drink to it. You know, like like I'm thinking crab legs and Dom Perignon. No, you're like and a Shirley freaking Temple. I could have had booze, but I was like, whatever. I was more again. <laughs> I was trying to get like food drunk, and I was eating like like they're like, dude, eat. So I'm eating with the bodyguards, like throwing sushi in my mouth, and then I walk into the restaurant. I see, um, uh. The creator, I, I, they introduced me to Todd, the owner of okay. Raising Canes, and he's sitting at a table with a few people. One of the people was David Spade, and the other one was Theo Vaughn. Um, Theo, yeah. comedian, big star right now, big podcaster. And I know Spade, and Spade's like, yo, and I'm like, yo, what's up? We start talking a little bit, and I'm like, all right, guys, you know, you guys, I, I 
I meet everyone, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go outside. You know? Do you know Theo? I go outside to. I don't know Theo, but Theo was nice to me because he knows I know Spade, and I think Spade might have said, "Oh, this is my guy, Adam." And I was like, "Hey guys, I'm gonna we, go we finish have, eating," but I just said hi. We should have Theo on. I've known him for quite a while. We should have him on. He'd be a good guest. Yeah, he'd be a great one. Yeah, we'd love to have Theo. So anyway, I'm like, all right, guys, finish up. I introduce myself to Todd. He's super nice. I'm like, I'm going to finish eating. You guys hang out for a little bit. But then within 10 minutes, Theo and Spade said, hey, we're going to dip. But there's so many people in the street that the bodyguards had to escort Spade and Theo to their car. And they walk out. You would have thought Theo and Spade were like in Menudo. You would have thought they were like (laughs) Harry Styles. It was, dude, people were going crazy for him. We had two cops two massive bodyguards and me with a book bag on my camera trying to block people from coming away. And after I was done, Spade said, hey, you should have filmed that. Like That was insane. I was like, I've never seen anything like that. Like These little kids were strong pulling at, trying to get photos with Spade and Theo. It was wild, dude. So we escort them to the car and then I go back to Todd. They, I go back in the restaurant I go, Todd, listen, I got to run to a party. Do you mind if I film you real quick? And he was, yeah, Absolutely. I go outside and I talk to Todd and the nicest guy. Let's let's show this interview. Todd, I am a huge Raising Cane's fan, sir. I'm, 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 you're coming to New York, you know, and I, where's the next place? You know, what's the strategy where they're opening up? You know, we, we, we're across the country, right? We have 700 locations, but I'm finally like, people love Cane's. We might not be in their state, but they're like, we want to go to Cane's. So hitting these flagship locations like... Times Square, Broadway in Nashville, yeah. South Beach, where if they're coming into town, they can try Raising Cane's, go back and tell other people. And I actually think it's good because, like, international people are coming in. Maybe someday we move to Europe, maybe we go to China, maybe we go to different places. So it's like it's a good way to, like, brand the company as we go along. How do you keep people coming back? Because people love your food, but how do you keep them keep coming? You know, obviously, your food... So, obviously, I'm kissing his ass so we get sponsorships out of this guy, okay? <laughs> 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 I mean, clearly, but this guy is the man now. So he was telling me later in the interview, which we didn't get to, but he's in his box for the Super Bowl. He had a Super Bowl box. He had Cher. He had the Jonas brother, uh, Nick Jonas. He had Alex Earl. Which do you know who this Alex Earl is? Person is no, that doesn't, name doesn't. She's a social media star that was probably the biggest star of the weekend that everyone was going crazy for. Alex Earl. And uh, everyone's going nuts for it. But he had all these celebrities in his box. And Is he just someone that likes to s- surround himself with celebs or what? Yes, but he also understands the, the marketing of it. Like he's making himself seem like, hey, all the celebs want to hang out with me. We must be the best. So he's just treats them very well. And in exchange, these guys post about him. But I mean, that box was not cheap. So he's the one who got these people great access into the Super Bowl. So they are really, really nice to him, you know? It's all right. But Damn, that night crazy. after we left that, I went to the Rolling Stone party. And at the Rolling Stone party, I walk in and it was sort of weak. I mean, it just wasn't really crazy. Travis Scott was going to perform. Robin Thicke performed, who was a dick. Um, yeah, Robin, Th- Robin Thicke was there, who was an asshole. It just He's an uncomfortable guy. I was like, dude, this is not seven years ago. Like, it was just, he performed. I was like, you should have just had Wyclef. Like, why Robin Thicke? You know, at this point, like it's just clearly not a fan of Robin. <laughs> honestly, this is the second time I've met him this winter and both times he just sort of sucked. Um, and it's just he was just weird. I did hang out with some people. I hung out with the Bella Twins who were super sweet, super nice. They're going to come on the podcast soon. Um, had a good time with them. Hung out with our boy Dale Moss. He was there. 
the one thing about this party that was very cool, not for everyone, but if you're into it, I thought it was very, you know, weed is now legal pretty much everywhere. They had mm-hmm. a dispensary in the party where they were just giving out free weed. I walked out of there with probably a little bit under of like, like, no, definitely over a quarter ounce of weed, maybe under a half ounce of marijuana. Like, just they're just throwing Jeez. it to you. Like, here, take That's this. That's crazy. Dude, my book bag was full of weed, and everyone's smoking it at this party, just like openly. I think it was pretty wild what they're doing. Like, and it was, you know, the performer was Travis Scott. Now we're waiting for Travis Scott to do the red carpet, and all of a sudden, Travis Scott would not do the red carpet, and he had to walk behind the red carpet, and they made everyone put their cameras down and say, "You cannot take a photo of Travis Scott." Oh come on! Yeah, they're like, "Put your cameras down. No photos of this guy." I was like, That's "Really?" So dumb. Give so, me a break. I think the people who ran the party were noticing it was about to it was getting a little bit weak and it wasn't that great of a celeb list and I also most, feel like why like that's the point of hiring someone to work your party is you you need to get those red carpet shots of them. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that's half the if you're paying someone a million dollars to show up and perform at your party, walk the red fucking carpet and make it worth the person's time. Right? So um, we I did talk to the Bell Twins for a while on camera. Do we have that interview or do we just keep going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it right here. Let me play. Thank you. Right. Nice to meet you. Last Thank one, you. real quick. Yes, Sorry, let's doing, do it. How are you guys? Obviously, Good. the podcast is killing. You guys did a show in Arizona. Yeah. Sold out. Everyone went nuts. But yes. what is next for you guys? Obviously, the show is great. But what is next for you? What's else on the agenda? Well, you know, still podcasting. Obviously. Probably gonna do more cities. Um, you know, we're looking for some viral VIPs, so if you've done some stupid stuff out there that we find so amazing, not stupid at all, okay, we'll send them in for Barmageddon Season 2. Um, yeah. Yeah, love to see you all in Nashville. Goodness, what else? I mean, we're and just still over there growing grapes, crushing grapes. Yes, with the wine. Harvesting grapes. We're like literally winemakers. And we are like, on, right yeah, we're on the lookout. We are finding the the one, the first ever tasting room of Bonita Bonita. Very cool. That's going to be beyond epic. I'm going to kiss your butt a little bit. You guys, I feel like in the men's section, the WWE, you've seen that The Rock, John Cena, Hulk Hogan, they were able to... Uh, evolve their career after wrestling. You guys are the first female wrestlers, superstars, I'm sorry, Aww. able to do that. Thank you. What is your advice to other uh, WWE superstars to kind of, you know, partake, especially in the female? There hasn't been a females like you guys who really uh, extend their career to the capacity you guys have done that. What is your advice to them? Yeah, my advice is, is that, you know, we all have the passion for that squared circle. We're all obsessed with it, but you have to also think of like that 10 year plan outside of it, like your other passions and start to build your brand outside. Cause we all can't do drop kicks off the top rope forever. And um, it's having a game plan. And Nikki and I were always good about that. We kind of would have these entrepreneur minds as we were in the ring. And I just suggest always kind of looking at that five year plan in case yeah. one day you get the call that you're either released, you're retired, sure. something, you, right. you know, that back. So I always kiss their ass in the beginning, and then I get into the good stuff. And obviously, these well, interviews that's, that's are playing from the beginning. That's what makes you good. Yeah, you kiss I, your, their ass a little bit to to kind of get them into a good interview. I get it. But I wound up hanging out with them in the party, and we they were giving out like we, we were in like the like the VIP lounge, and they gave us like Ace of Spades champagne. So I was drinking like the good champagne. Um, hung out with them. If you hear my voice, my voice was gone. I also had a lot of drinks in me, so I was shot. You know, but they kept on, the the. The party was sort of weak, and all the celebrities who came pretty much left within 30 minutes because they also saw they also noticed it was weak that the press started to kind of leave. And what the publicists were doing to try mm-hmm. to keep the press there, like, hey, guys, 
Mr. Beast is coming. Mr. Beast is coming. And then, so everyone's like, all right, Mr. Beast is coming, who's the biggest YouTube star in the world. We got to wait for Mr. Beast. But we just knew. It was like, they're just bullshitting. Mr. Beast is not coming. And we were right. Mr. Beast never came. So we did from that party. And Nick knew uh, the DJ Alesso. So we went to another party where Alesso was DJing. And we got up like pretty much on the stage with Alesso, like right on the side of the stage with him and got to go see Alesso DJ at another party. It was crazy. At the box next to us, actually sitting next to us was Jason um, Did you ask Jason Alesso about, about my girl? Anita? Yeah. They have a song Anita. together. Yeah, you love it. Um, I did not ask him about it. I didn't actually wind up talking to him because Nick knew him. I mean, I said hi to him, but I didn't have a conversation with him. But in the box with us was like Jason Derulo. Um, there was like other kind of random people walking around. Actually, one of my buddies who's a big baseball player was there. Hung out with him for a while. That was good. Noah Syndergaard, that's the guy I'm talking about. So I hung out with Noah for a while. He's great. Um, how, hung out there. Saturday comes. Now, Saturday is the Fanatics party. Okay, okay. It's the best party of the... Um, Weekend, it's also the hardest party to get in. Now, I've covered it in the past. In the past, there's always huge, huge, huge names there. This year when I tried to apply, no one, none of the PR people rep, uh, responded to me. And it's sort of fucked up. Like, guys, like I went to every single person. Like, guys, I just emailed, following up, following up. They never responded to me. Finally, I went to the owner of the company. He was like, yeah, yeah. He responded to me on a DM on Instagram. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll just email me. I'll hook you up. He never got back to me. So then I have to go above these people, and I reached out to a guy who's like his boss, and, and, and nonetheless, and he goes, yeah, put him on the red carpet. So I show up to the red carpet, I show up to the event, and my name's not on the list, and all the publicists are being total dicks to me. And then finally, my contact there said, hey, he's supposed to be here, and then they put me on the list, and they put me on the red carpet, but they put me all the way at the end, which I'm not mad at, which I get. And I'm on the red carpet, and I got great well, hold on, I, I, I got... got- I need to tell people the hierarchy of a red carpet if they don't know. When you're put at the end, it's very hard to get any celebs to talk to you because they start off with, like, let's say, E.T. and Access Hollywood. And so, like, the people at the front are going to get the interviews. And then as they go down, they kind of start to lose steam or interest or feel like, oh, this isn't worth my time. So by the end of the carpet, people are just skipping you and like waving and walking in. So it's very hard to get interviews unless you're good at what you do and you can wave people over or you're like Adam and people recognize you. So they're going to come over and talk to you anyway. Yeah, I'm like the, I'm probably the 40th interview. <laughs> like that's what it is. If you walk down line, I'm the 40th interview. And I'm good on a red carpet because it sounds crazy. Am I the biggest outlet out there? No. It's weird. This is in my head. This is what I tell myself. If you do an interview for CNN, you're doing an interview for CNN. If you do an interview for Extra, you're doing an interview for Extra. My interviews are for the internet. And that's where that's my line to them. What that mean? I have no idea. But that's my <laughs> shtick. And that's what I, you know, I have no idea, you know. So but I, the, the publicists don't realize like, I've been doing this for a while. I'm a little bit recognizable, especially like I've interviewed these people so many times. It's wild, but I wound up crushing it. I got so many interviews, dude. I mean, uh, I got DJ Khaled. I got Lil Baby. I got Gail King. Let's show my Gail King interview. Gail, you've interviewed everyone, but who's the most interesting person? Like the one you spoke to me, like, I wish I could keep talking to that person. Well, that happens to me a lot, but you know who I really want to talk to right now? Who's that? Barbara Streisand. Really? Why she that? just because she just released her memoir. She just released the news that her memoir is coming in November. I know. Wow, that's what I said yeah, too. It's pretty. It's pretty fun. Oh my gosh, I just adore her. I think she's fantastic. I think she's had an amazing life. 
That's who I really, really, really want to talk to now. She's she has just moved up to the top of my list of people I'd really love to talk to. I love it. So we'll see. I hear. We'll see. So that She's I mean, awesome, dude. yeah, that's a fun one for me. Gail King is like I love interviewing people like that. Like to me, I find her really, really interesting and fascinating. Mm-hmm. And she, it's funny, she wasn't doing any interviews like towards the end. And I, she saw me. And I was like, Gail, just give me one question. You know, like one. I saw her the day before. Like I only always get one question with her and. Obviously, she knows I'll be nicer, and it wasn't about Oprah because she doesn't want to do that. So it was like a nice, good, fun question. Um, Who else you get? Man, I got so many athletes. I actually, it's funny. Shaquille O'Neal kind of skipped the red carpet, and there's again, there's all the interviews. The only interview he did was me. Well, we missed you, buddy. Good to see you. What's next for you next? You know, obviously, you're always working on something. The DJ's going crazy. What's next for you, my friend? Just you know, continue to make people smile. Continue to make people happy. I always say you're the nicest person. I have no idea what Shaq's saying. I'm sorry, I had to skip the video because I have no idea what he's saying, and I'm thinking the audience know, is gonna yeah. be like, yeah. "What?" Yeah, I mean, it, you can see it on the video, but I guess for a podcast, it doesn't uh, it doesn't translate too well. But here's the funny part: is I told Shaq that like he was like, "Why, why weren't you at the party last night?" I go, "Your publicist didn't get me in." He goes, "Why don't you call me?" I was like, "I don't want to call you. You get all these." I, again, I'm friends. I guess I could say sometimes these celebrities don't want to know their friends with my shacks, my friend. And he's like, "Why don't you call me?" He's like, "I don't want to call you. I don't want to bother you." Like he's like, "Call me. Let me know." He's like, "I'm pitching and call me. He's like, "I'm pitching and let me know." I was like, "I'm pissed they wouldn't allow me into the party." He goes, "Any?" He's like, "You're my guy." He's like, "You know, I own. I'm the second largest shareholder of this company. Like of this company that ran the party." He's like, "Just fucking mm-hmm. call me." And I was like, "All right, cool. Like it's good." And anyway. But I'm at this event, and the publicists were complete assholes to me. Like, anytime I walk 10 feet away, they're like, Adam, go back to your spot. Like, embarrassing me in front of everyone. Like, it was really, because they knew I wasn't supposed to be there, but then all of a sudden, they, they're so scared of me, like, I'm going to do some shit, okay? And yeah. it's just gnarly, and it's bad. But this is when it gets tricky, okay? Brandon Marshall, former NFL player, walks down the carpet. Now, you remember a few days ago I told you that he, he threw us out of an event? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he comes to the carpet. Now, he doesn't recognize me, and all of a sudden, he's a foot taller than me, and I try to start talking to him, and as I'm talking to him, he's like, you know, screw you, or like, uh, old, he's talking shit to the, he's talking shit, and I think he's talking shit to me. I'm like, what's going on here? But then I realize behind me is these guys from the Pivot Podcast, and he's talking shit to these guys, and they're talking, they're not really talking shit back, and I'm like, I thought it was fake for a second, and then Brandon almost tries to go after them on the red carpet and I'm the only one filming this and getting this because again everyone's down at their send I'm, I'm all the way at the end of the red carpet so I'm filming the whole thing and I'm like whoa this is like I don't know if it's real or fake and then I find out afterwards it was real they had to hold Brandon Marshall back from going after these guys what, Wild, what did they right? do any clue what they did so I guess I, I don't know I guess there's just some beef I guess they've talked smack about him I guess it's competitive because they're both in the same podcast space I guess there's some anger because they weren't able to get access to the event. Brandon Marshall's podcast wasn't. I don't know. I'm guessing there's something along those lines. But they had to hold Brandon Marshall back from going after these guys. Now, I'm the only one who had it on video. I'm like the only one besides the two teams like that actually saw this because everyone else is on the red carpet is like focused on stuff on the other side. I text the publicist of the event. I say, hey, there was a fight at the red carpet. You should know about this. No response. So then I'm like, fuck it. I sneak off because, again, every time I kind of walk away for a second, the publicist are like, Adam, go back to your spot. I sneak off and I find the main publicist. I go, hey, man, there was a fight on the red carpet. And then all of a sudden another guy who's a publicist walks up to me and walks up to us and goes, it wasn't that big a deal. It wasn't that big a deal. I'm like, 
You guys don't know. Then I walk back on the carpet and the the pivot podcast, the other team is like, you should do something with that video. You should do something with that video. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna throw it on facts.com. So I throw it on facts, F A C T Z. Mm-hmm. And that there's that. Okay. We're gonna go back to this. Now, the party goes on. I don't get into the party, but I got a bunch of interviews. It was good. I was exhausted. I go back to my hotel. Now, that night, I show up to the Shack, uh, no, I'm sorry, the Sports Illustrated event, which is a party that night. And I basically got another media outlet to say I was with them to get me on the red carpet. So then I show up to the red carpet, and the first person who gives me the press credential and gives me a thing, and then I walk mm-hmm. onto the red carpet. The main publicist who denied me sees me on the red carpet, and I could just see his chin like, fuck. He got me. Like, what can I do now? Like, he had another media outlet that was accepted into the 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 red carpet. I like he basically got in under them. I can't kick him out now. Like, we what am I supposed to say? Like, you are not allowed at the event. So he's stuck yeah. with me there. Okay, but they also gave me like the bullshit pass to go into the event where I was like general admission, and okay. I saw all the other media had like the VIP shit. So I call Shaq. I call Shaq. I'm like Shaq. They gave me like a general admission. He goes, I got you. He gets me the VIP bracelet, and it's a sports social party. Machine Gun Kelly's performing. Um, the Chain Smokers are performing. But I'm on the red carpet. I got a bunch of interviews on the red carpet. Saturday, so I'm on the red carpet for the Sports Illustrated party. I got uh, some good people. I got some fun people. One of my favorite interactions was with Camille Kostek, who's Rob Gronkowski's girlfriend. Okay. And Tiffany Haddish. Oh, hey. What's going on? How are you doing? Good to see you. Doing good. I like the jacket. You look cool. Thanks. I was don't felt like it was you. Oh, come on. Oh, get out of here, girl. <laughs> this breath thing. Oh, that might. Like, uh, but I kiss him in the mouth you. every time I see him. Oh, my God. What's up, Tiff? You look just better. Wow. She ready. I thought my outfit was good, and I was like, your outfit is good. She ready. She ready. She ready. She ready. I'm over here on, like, leopard town. I'm a cat. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, that was cool. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool, right? Tiffany's the best, dude. (laughs) She's great. But it's funny. The night before, she was at the Rolling Stone party, and Uh she was. She had a few drinks in her, dude. I interviewed her, but it was like. I have that video. Do you want me to play that one? Yeah, you got to show this one. Okay. Okay, good. All right, let's drink. There you go. Definitely get you real quick. Obviously, you're going back on doing shows. I saw you at the improv the other night. Uh-huh. Okay, which cool. place your your award? Everyone's comic has a crazy bombing story. Where was the craziest bombing story? The most time? famous, infamous one of all time. Hello, 2019 in Miami. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, Chris Rock's doing yeah. a live show. Okay. Is that a crazy thing? Okay. Could you imagine doing a live special? Yeah. Would you try? Is that what's next for you? That's easy. Are you still? Do this? You, obviously, your career's blown up. Do they still make you audition for roles, or do you just, roles, or do you just get them now? I create them. That's pretty dope. One last thing. Of all the people you've got to meet, who was the last person that you met that you were starstruck by? I see you playing the blue one. 
<laughs> I love it. She's, she just shakes her head. She, Nobody. Dude, no bombed. one starstrucks me. <laughs> she had a lot of drinks in her, man. She, she had a lot of drinks in her. The last per- one other person I got on the red carpet, and this is funny to run into this person again, was Josh Richards. Because the last oh. time I got him, I got thrown out of a party. So I didn't know if he was going to remember me, but... And he watched, he watched it go down, right? Like, he literally oh, yeah. watched you get thrown out. He knew that you got kicked out. It was embarrassing for everyone. And that's the part of the guy who threw me, I didn't realize, dude, you're embarrassing him, you're embarrassing me, you're embarrassing yourself. It was just a scene. But so let's, did, let's you bri- did you bring it up? I didn't have to. He did. Okay, let me watch this. What's up, buddy? How are you doing? How are you doing, buddy? I'm good, I'm good. You're looking good, my friend? Thank you, thank you. How are you doing after you got kicked out that last event? That sucked, right? That was embarrassing. <laughs> that was crazy. That, that was, was so crazy. bizarre. It's like you, you, you invite us, and then it's like, what is going on? Maybe because yeah, maybe I don't wear a shirt and tie. I yeah, you maybe you need to suit up a little more. I got to suit up. How are you doing, buddy? It's been a busy weekend for you. I've been following you, and you're like, where in the world is Josh Richards? He's at every single... <laughs> 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 I love that he called you out. <laughs> oh, so embarrassing, That's man. So but I, was, I, I and I had to act like we were invited still, which we weren't. Um, <laughs> but I got a lot of interviews. Then the party was the Machine Gun Kelly. But these parties are so corporate. Like Machine Gun P- Kelly performs, and he's like trying to get the crowd into it, and like wild out and be crazy. But the crowd is so rich and corporate, they don't even care. Like, oh, there's Machine Gun Kelly like climbing a a, a ladder in the middle of his performance. Yeah. But like, no one even cares. They're still like just t- drinking and talking. Like, it's just they don't care. Um, but as I'm watching him perform, I don't even realize. I look to my left of me, there's a rod, and the right of me is one of the guys from the Migos smoking weed, like smoking a blunt. And then in front of me is like Michael Rubin, uh, the billionaire, like. Dude, it's like crazy. Like wherever you look, there's celebrities there. And I wound up being at a table with um, Guy Fieri, who's the nicest mm-hmm. guy. He's the nicest guy, Guy Fieri. Nicest person. Guy Fieri is awesome. So I wound up partying and hanging out with Guy Fieri all night. And he was super cool, inviting me out to another party for him. And I enjoyed hanging out with him. But I'm telling you, man, every single corner you look, you're just seeing a really cool celebrity. It was just mm-hmm. like surreal. Like it's wild. It's pretty wild. But that was my super. I spent an all nighter that night, and then I fly back to New York on Sunday. When I get off the flight, I get off the flight to a bunch of text messages from the publicist of the Fanatics event from the Saturday thing, saying, "Adam, I know you have video of the Brandon Marshall incident. Take that down, or you'll never be at a red carpet event again." And after you warned them, after I warned them, and they told me it wasn't a big deal. Number two. Like, would you say this to CNN? Would you message that to CNN and say, hey, you'll never be at the red carpet again? No. No, you wouldn't say it to CNN. When you're on the red carpet, that's also, like, free for everyone. Like, anybody could, you know, that's, anybody yeah. could run with that video. Just wild. Wild. Did you that take piece. it down? So I had the video taken down, but now I'm trying to kind of, and I called the publicist to kind of piece it up with him and just say, hey, listen, I'm, I'm burying something for you. Just make sure you take care of me next time. And the guy hasn't responded. So of part not. of me he is just, just got like, it taken down, and he's still not gonna. He's gonna be a douche next time. Dude, I could put it up in two seconds. So that's the thing I'm trying to figure it out. I'm like, what do you want me to do here? Do you want me to throw it back up and throw some gas on well, the story? I, I, what I don't understand is you literally gave them the heads up. They said it doesn't matter, don't care. So you're like, all right, put it up, and now they're being dicks about it. That yeah. sucks. Yeah, it's weird. It's definitely weird. So I'm like, here I am trying to do right by you, Barry. Like. Do right by me next time. And I, I honestly, I don't think they will. Yeah, they won't. They don't care. It sucks. It's sad. It's sad. Well, but, uh, sounds like it was a fun time, though. Yeah, sorry for you guys. I mean, if you're, like, wild week, man. I'm still recovering. I'm still recovering. It was pretty intense. 
So, well, good stories. Thank you for bringing back so many videos to share on the podcast. Oh, that one last thing episode. for you. Uh, well, my, my question for you, one last thing. What do you think yeah. of the Rihanna performance? Uh, so, here's the thing. I am a huge Rihanna fan in general. So, it didn't matter what she did. I was still going to love it. I, I thought they had such cool visual effects. I think that... Um, I, I think that her dancing probably would have been crazier if she obviously didn't have a baby in her belly at the time. Um, but I think she, she's just cool. Like, I don't know. Even, like, her facial expressions are cool. I, I just love freaking Rihanna. I love her. So I thought it was a dope performance. Okay. All right. I, I, I know you weren't as much of a fan. No, no. I thought it was good. Do I think it was legendary? No. But I thought it was good. It was fun. It was enjoyable. But it was a legendary no. Um I think visually the way they shot it was great. I thought the way they like yeah. filmed it was really cool. Um, I liked that it didn't have like the same thing where they have thousand fans run up to the stage with glow sticks and start dancing as they're performing like a Coldplay <laughs> or Rolling Stone. To me, that's always so corny. So I liked it, it was just yeah. about the performance. Um, I don't. It was solid. I don't think she's iconic yet. So yes, I get it. She's pregnant, and it felt like at the end it became a big PR thing around her. Like announcing she's pregnant. At the end of the day, I'm yeah. like, oh, she. It became too much about her rather than just okay. About the performance. But let let's talk about that for a second. How it's amazing that that story didn't break before the Super Bowl. When you have that many backup dancers, that many people involved, all the press leading up to it. There's just so many people involved in a Super Bowl halftime performance. It is amazing that that story of her being pregnant did not get leaked before the Super Bowl. Uh, it truly is incredible. Yeah, NDAs, and also maybe she didn't really wear that outfit during any of the rehearsals. So the, the dancers might not even know that she was pregnant. I mean, you could wear a lot of baggy stuff. I just, uh, there's there's so many people entwined in that that you would think one person might slip up, and they didn't, and it's... To me, that that's huge. That's like Beyonce shit right there when no one finds out until she wants it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, that's my Super Bowl recap from you guys. I'm just still recovering. I'm shot. I'm exhausted. But we got some really good guests coming up. Should we announce it or should we just wait? Uh, you know how I feel about that. I get nervous because we're going to say it <laughs> yeah. and then they're going to bail on us and then we look like douchebags for saying their names. I, I mean, you could, say, you could say possible guests coming up. How about that? No, let's not do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's not even do it. But guys, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for listening to me um, read out of my diary about my Super Bowl experience. Um, me and Dax, this is the first time we caught up since it, so we haven't spoken about it. So it's just fun to kind of catch up. Uh, fo- follow us at, at, on Instagram at Hollywood Raw Pod. Uh, on TikTok, follow us on our Facebook group, Off the Record. And if you haven't signed up, sign up for our private Facebook group called Off the Record, where you guys talk to each other, you guys ask us questions, and we just share a whole lot of fun, good content. Find me at, at Adam Glynn, G L Y N. Find Dax Holt at Dax Holt. We'll see you guys next time. Please go leave us a, a review. We appreciate it so we can read it at the top of the show. I don't want to run out. I got to have uh, content to read it and give you guys little your little props, your little shine for uh, taking the time to leave us a, a review. All right. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye. A Huda Media Production.